الحياتي والباقيات الصالحات خير عند ربك ثوابا وخير أملا صدق الله العظيم مولا أبو الحسن أدوي رحمه الله has made mention that if you look at the different incidents and the different examples that are mentioned in Surah Kahf then a common theme that is found in these incidents and is found in these examples is the theme of as-sira bayn al-madiyati wal-iman, the challenge, the combat that takes place between materialism and iman. And in this particular incident, which we will discuss today with the permission of Allah, that aspect of materialism is being discussed, that affects each and every one of us, and that is the aspect of the fitna of wealth, the test of wealth. Now while indeed wealth itself is not something evil, a millionaire, a billionaire, he can be the wealthiest person on earth also. But he can still be the friend of Allah, he can still live according to the commands of Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. However, wealth comes with certain challenges and certain trials. That is why if we look in the Qur'an al-Majid and ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, many verses and many ahadith, explain the challenges and the trials that come with wealth. Allah Ta'ala makes mention, إِنَّمَا أَمْوَالُكُمْ وَأَوْلَادُكُمْ فِتْنَةِ Your wealth and your children is a, and your children are a, a trial for you, a challenge for you. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تُلْهِكُمْ أَمْوَالُكُمْ وَلَا أَوْلَادُكُمْ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Oh, those who have iman, do not allow your wealth, do not allow your children to divert you from the remembrance of Allah. In the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explains, إِنَّ لِكُلِّ أُمَّةٍ فِتْنَةٍ وَفِتْنَةُ أُمَّةِ الْمَالِ Every ummah, every nation that came into this world had a certain trial that came upon them. That trial, that test that is there for my ummah, my nation, is found in wealth. Now there are different challenges, different fitnas that come about because of wealth. One example, when a person has wealth, then he has an inordinate love for this wealth. Meaning this wealth now dictates to him what he should do in this world. This wealth, he has so much of love for it, that it becomes an obstacle between him and the commands of Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So now he finds it difficult to close his business to go for salah. He finds it difficult to discharge his zakat. He finds it difficult to perform his necessary duties with his wealth. And together with that, whatever means he can, he can obtain this wealth. Whether it is permissible or not, it in order to just obtain more wealth. So he's able to usurp the rights of others. 
He is able to steal in the wealth of inheritance from others. He is able to usurp the rights of widows and orphans. He will cheat, he will deceive, he will gamble, he will take interest. Why? Just in order for him to increase the wealth that he possesses. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made mention, لَيَأْتِيَنَّ عَلَى النَّاسِ زَمَانٌ لَا يُبَالِ الْمَرْءُ بِمَا أَخَذَ الْمَالِ أَمِنْ حَلَالٍ أَوْ مِنْ حَرَامٍ أَوْ كَمَا قَالِ Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, definitely a time is going to come upon this ummah when a person will no longer care. Not that he won't be able to access halal. He will no longer care where he is obtaining his wealth from, whether it is from halal means or haram means. Meaning his main objective now is no longer fulfilling the commands of Allah. His main objective is obtaining more and more wealth. How he gets it, where he gets it, it does not matter. As long as more and more wealth is coming in, he is happy. So this is the first challenge. One example of a challenge where a person possesses inordinate love for wealth and this becomes the means and the direction for him in life. A second challenge that comes with wealth and material of this world is that a person begins to put too much of emphasis or we can say too much of reliance upon his wealth. He feels because I have wealth, the determine, the how to determine success, su- success and failure is by the amount of wealth I possess. But I am successful. If I do not have wealth, I am a failure. A person begins to put too much of emphasis on the wealth and the material of this world to such an extent he becomes over-reliant upon it. So for example, a person, they build a ship. And they say this ship is in, this ship is unsinkable. A person arms himself completely. He says instead of him have adopting the means, yes, we will adopt the means, but our reliance and our trust will always be always be upon Allah. A person will not place his trust and reliance upon that means. So this is another challenge that comes with the wealth and material of this world. So in these verses, Allah Ta'ala makes mention, وَضْرِبْ لَهُمْ مَثَلَ رَجُلِينَ O Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, narrate to them by way of example, the incident of two men. وَضْرِبْ لَهُمْ مَثَلَ رَجُلِينَ Thereafter, Allah Ta'ala explains in detail the wealth of one of تَعْلِ أَحَدِهِمَا جَنَّتِينِ مِنْ عَنَابِ وَحَصَفْنَاهُمَا بِنَخْلِ وَجَعَلْنَا بَيْنَهُمَا زَرْعَى Allah Ta'ala says one of them, two orchards of grapes. He had two vineyards. Together with that, he, this, these orchards of grapes were surrounded by date palms. Together with that, in between, there were different vegetation, different crops, different produce that was found. This man had multiple in Recipes, one in dates and other form of vegetation and produce. Allah Ta'ala says, Kiltal jannatini atat ukulaha walam tavlim minhu shay'a Both of these gardens used to produce 100% yield. Whatever was possible to come out in terms of this investment, whatever returns was possible, he was getting a full return from it. Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَمْ تَظْلِمْ مِنْهُ شَيْئَا That these gardens were such, it was producing 100% capacity. Now this is a desire of every person, whether it is a farmer, or whether it is a person who is running a factory or anything else that I want to get 100% capacity, 100% yield. Many a times it happens, a person has a portfolio, multiple investments. It will happen naturally that some investments will be doing well, 
And some won't go according to plan. So what will be his reaction if you have to mention a certain investment to him? That he will turn you away. He said, don't even talk about it. I don't want to hear that name. Just mentioning that name of the investment is giving me a headache also. So this, when his investments are not working out, this man was such with the permission of Allah, his investments, that wealth that he had, it was running at 100%. Walam Ta'ala then says, a further bounty we granted him. That we also allowed a stream to move throughout his farm, throughout his orchards, there were streams that were running. One is the splendor of the place. When a person looks at it, he is amazed with the water moving through the through the orchards. But together with that, this was a natural means of irrigation for his farm. He did not need to venture out in order to search for water, in order to look after his vegetation, to look after his plants. This was something given to him naturally from the side of Allah. We granted him those streams that were running in order for him to look after his orchards. All of these were bounties from the side of Allah. Says, besides this also. One is he had these date palms, he had the he had the grape the grape orchards, he had these different forms of vegetation. Allah Ta'ala says, besides this, he had other forms of wealth also. Gold, silver, other forms of wealth, we had granted it to him. However, his downfall came when now instead of him realizing this to be a bounty from the side of Allah. Instead of him attributing it to Allah, he begins to attribute it to himself. He addresses his companion. His companion was not as wealthy as him. He was not doing financially well as him. This person, he now addresses his companion. And he tells him, He says, look at my wealth. I have more wealth than you. And I have great... Look at my children, look at my servants, look at the people at my beck and call. And give people are willing to, to fulfill my commands. He, he boasted about his wealth and he boasted about his manpower. He then takes his companion and he shows him his beautiful orchards. Allah Ta'ala says he enters his gardens, he enters his orchards while he is causing oppression to himself with that arrogance, with that pride, with thinking too much about himself, attributing those, the, the bounties of Allah to himself. He says to his companion that look at these gardens of mine, look at my assets, look at my portfolio, look at the wealth I, am, I have in this world. That I do not think, I do not think this will ever perish. I do not think this will ever perish. This, was, this will be something that will last forever. Get benefit from this for the rest of my life. What was this? Over-reliance upon the material of this world and not attributing it to the permission of Allah. Not attributing it to the power of Allah. And I do not think of something like Qiyamah will take place. I do not think there will be something like Qiyamah. The wealth of this world had went so much into his mind, so much into his head, that now he could not think correctly. Now he thinks everything is based in this world. My my goodness, my success is only in this world. He has now forgotten Akhirah, he has now forgotten about Allah. He says, if it had to be such, 
Will one day our need to return to Allah, one day our need to go and give an answer by Allah, لَأَجِدَنَّ خَيْرًا مِنْهَا مُنْقَلَبًا I will find even better than what I have in this world. Now what was his mindset? What was his thinking? That Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with wealth in this world. This is a sign of acceptance in the court of Allah. Allah Ta'ala, because He is happy with me, that is why He is blessing me with wealth. So even if one day I have to stand before Allah, He will grant me even better. I will get even better in the Akhirah, because this is a sign of acceptance. Whereas this is such a gauge to show acceptance in the court of Allah. A person comes closer to the commands of Allah Ta'ala, closer to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is a sign of acceptance. Wealth of this world Allah Ta'ala gives to his friends and gives to his enemies also. Allah Ta'ala gives to the disbelievers also. It is not a gauge of success in the court of Allah. The amount of wealth you possess. His companion listens to him and he then gives him advice and he tells him, His companion addresses him and tells him, Are you disbelieving? Are you making kufr with that being who created you from, from clay? And then from an impure, impure drop of fluid, meaning you are nothing. Now you're seeing that you're at the height of power. Now you're seeing you are able to do things. Now you're seeing you have wealth investments. You are seeing you have people around you looking at you, looking at you at your back and pole. Now you are... Now you are disbelieving in Allah, yet remember your beginnings. Remember what you had come from. You are a drop of impure fluid. Allah Ta'ala created you and made you into a man. He says, my condition is such, though financially I do not have your the financial strength that you possess. I am not financially well off like you. However, I do not ascribe partners with Allah. Everything that comes to me comes from the side of Allah. I do not ascribe partners with Him. I do not say this is because of my goodness. This is because of my acumen. This is because of my my well my my, uh, my knowledge. No. Lakinnahu Allahu Rabbi wala ushriku bi Rabbi ahada. He then mentions to him and he says, Walaula is the khalta jannataka kulta ma sha Allah. Lola is the khalta jannataka kulta ma sha Allah. He says, Why is it? Then when you enter your garden and you're looking at your assets and now your eyes are pleased with what you see, you're seeing your investments, you're seeing your portfolio, you're seeing everything in in this world working out for you. Lola is the khalta jannatak. At that time, why don't you attribute it to Allah? Why don't you attribute it to Allah? What Allah Ta'ala wishes that will take place. There is no power except with Allah. There is no power except with Allah. There are two statements that are commonly mentioned on our tongues. Both of these are, are mentioned in Surah Kahf. One is Allah. And the other in another verse, وَلَا تَقُولَنَّ لِشَيْءٍ إِنِّي فَاعِلٌ ذَلِكَ غَدَى إِلَّا أَيَّ شَاءَ اللَّهِ Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is being told that do not say with regards to anything that I am definitely going to do this tomorrow. إِلَّا أَيَّ شَاءَ اللَّهِ Except with the permission of Allah. These two statements, مَا شَاءَ اللَّهِ and إِنْ شَاءَ اللَّهِ We mention it a lot. 
We mention it in our daily talks. But what does it mean? When a person fully understands and comprehends what this means, MashaAllah, that whatever happens is only with the permission of Allah, and inshaAllah, that if only Allah Ta'ala wills it will take place, we are completely denying that we have the ability to do anything. We are not relying upon ourselves, we are not relying upon the material around us, we are not relying on what we have available to us. Yes, we are adopting the means, we are adopting the means that we have available. But my trust, my reliance, my focus is only upon Allah. MashaAllah, la quwwata illa billah. There is no power except with Allah. My acumen, my intelligence, my wealth, my material, my whatever it is I possess, nothing is able to help me, to assist me, to be of benefit to me, except with the permission of Allah. If I am adopting the means, then by me adopting the means, it can be a success or it can be a failure according to the permission of Allah. This is how a person needs to understand when he is dealing with the material in this world, when he is moving about in this world, we are adopting the means, yes, but my focus is not upon the material itself. I am adopting the means, I am using that material, I am using the means available, but my focus is always upon Allah. MashaAllah, la quwwata illa billah. His companion then tells him, Intabani ana aqalla minka malo wa walada. He says, now you are looking at me, that I have less well than you and less children than you. He says, perhaps a time will come when Allah Ta'ala will give me better than what you have, whether in this world or in the Akhirah. Allah Ta'ala will grant me better than what you have. وَيُبْسِلَ عَلِيهَا حُسْبَانًا مِّنَ السَّمَاءِ And you will send a calamity upon your, upon, upon your wealth. A calamity can come upon your wealth from the side of Allah. What this means, conditions can change immediately. You having confidence upon your wealth. Your focus is upon your wealth. You have completely disregarded the command of Allah. You have completely disregarded that Allah is in control. Understand and realize within seconds, the entire condition can change. And your wealth, your orchards, your crops, what you are enjoying, a punishment can come from the side of Allah and it can be completely flattened. Everything can change within seconds. And this is not something we can just, it's something part of our imagination. We have seen it with our eyes. We have seen it in the time of looting. We have seen it at the time of flooding. We have seen it overseas with regards to earthquakes taking place in different parts of the world. How conditions can change within seconds. Conditions can change within seconds. What this means, a person should not boast about his wealth. He should not be overconfident with regards to his wealth. Understand our wealth is something which is a bounty from the side of Allah, but it is only going to benefit us with the permission of Allah. Thereafter, Allah Ta'ala says, وَأُحِيطَ بِثَمَرِهِ In two words, Allah Ta'ala says, وَأُحِيطَ بِثَمَرِهِ That His wealth was completely surrounded and overwhelmed by our command, by our punishment. Our punishment overcame His wealth, completely destroyed. And now this person, he is wringing his hands in frustration. He is, he is completely showing remorse and regret over what he had spent in his orchards, over what he had spent in this world. He invested in this world, and he did not invest in akhirah. He did not, under, he did not attribute it to the will and command of Allah. Allah Ta'ala says, we completely destroyed his wealth. We completely destroyed his wealth. And now he is showing regret and remorse. What we understand, our focus is not upon the material of this world. A person should not pay his focus and his attention 
intention, his goal and objective should not be just the acquisition of the material of this world. Yes, a person can acquire wealth, but not sacrificing the commands of Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the process. Just mentioned a beautiful verse Allah Ta'ala makes mention. Allah Ta'ala says, Al-Malu wal-Banoon zinatul hayati dunya Al-Malu wal-Banoon zinatul hayati dunya Your wealth and your children, they the embellishment, the adornment, the decoration of this world. They are there for you to enjoy in this world, but it is restricted to this world only. Al-Malu wal-Banoon zinatul hayati dunya wal-Baqiyatu salihat khayrun inda rabbika thawabu wa khayrun amala Everlasting good deeds. Those good deeds that you carry out for the, for the pleasure of Allah. Those good deeds are better at the, in the sight of your Lord. They are better in terms of thawab and reward and in terms of hope and expectation. In terms of hope and expectation, you are going to carry out good deeds, good deeds that you carry out for the pleasure of Allah, then you will get everlasting bounties in Akhirah. Such bounties no eye has ever seen, no ear has ever heard of. Such bounties, the gardens beneath which rivers flow, which will remain for eternity, no difficulty, no hardship in Jannah. Allah Ta'ala is saying that this wealth of this world is decoration for you in this world. But let it not be such that because of your acquisition of the wealth, you are sacrificing everlasting Akhirah. You are sacrificing the everlasting bounties of Akhirah. One hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Man ahabba dunyahu adhabra bi akhiratihi, wa man ahabba akhiratahu adhabra bi dunyahu faathiru ma yabqa ala ma yafna. That person who has love for his dunya, he has love for his dunya, he is going to cause harm to his Akhirah. He is going to cause harm to it because he is going to sacrifice the commands of Allah in order to acquire the wealth of this world. He is going to sacrifice eternity in Jannah in order to acquire a few moments of pleasure in this world. That person who has love for his Akhirah, his goal and objective is to acquire Jannah, is to acquire the pleasure of Allah. He is going to cause harm to his dunya. He will need to make sacrifices. Then he will say no. Gambling, he will say no. The different forms of haram investments, the different forms of haram means of earning an income, he will say no. Why? His goal and focus is Akhirah. Man ahabba akhiratahu adarra bi dunyahu He is causing harm to his dunya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says Fa'athiru ma yabqa ala ma yafna At all times Whenever you need to make a decision with regards to something like this Always give preference to what will remain forever Give preference to what will remain for eternity over something that is going to perish in a short while. Allah Ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq of understanding what is the, the test that come with the wealth that we possess. May Allah Ta'ala allow us to fulfill the commands of Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with regards to our wealth in all aspects of our lives.
الحمد لله الحمد لله اكبر الذي خلق الانسان وكبر وعلمه من البيان ما لم يعلم فسبحان الذي لا يحصى امتنانه باللسان ولا بالقلم ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد فيا ايها الناس اوصيكم نفسي بتقوى الله فقد فاز المتقون ويقول الله عز وجل يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ان اولى الناس بي المتقون من كانوا وحيث كانوا فقال عليه الصلاه والسلام لا يؤمن احدكم حتى يكون هواه تبعا لما جئت به وقال تعالى اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم المال والبنون زينه الحياه الدنيا والباقيات الصالحات خير عند ربك ثوابا وخير وخير املا بارك الله لنا ولكم في القران العظيم ونفعنا واياكم بما فيه من الايات وذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم
الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعه من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فانه لا يضر الا نفسه ولا يضر الله ശബീന شباب اهل الجنه وحمزه اسد الله واسد رسوله اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفره ظاهره وباطنه لا تغادب ثمبا رضوان الله تعالى عليهم وعن كل الصحابه اجمعين حبي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن احبهم فبحبي احبهم ومن ابغضهم فببغضي ابغضهم وخير امتي قبني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا اتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القضبة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال تعالى فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروني ولا تكفرون Stating the sufuf, see our heels on the line. Our cell phones are switched off. Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Maliki Yawmiddin. Iyaka Na'budu wa Iyaka Nasta'een. اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين انعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين سبح اسم ربك الاعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدم فهدى والذي اخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء احوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى الا ما شاء الله انه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر ان نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخ 
يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصل النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح ما تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا ما تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمدا الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم أنت السلام ومنك السلام سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين